Time now for the SCL Mortgage Show with your host, Sandy Clough, and co-host, Larry Jager. Stay tuned as we discuss everything mortgage. Educate, form, entertain. It's the SCL Mortgage Show. Now, here's your host, Sandy Clough, with mortgage industry veteran, Larry Jager. And good morning. Welcome to this August 13th, 2022 edition of the SCL Mortgage Show. I'm Sandy Clough alongside Larry Jager, the president of SCL Mortgage. And before we get started, we'll give you the phone number and we'll repeat it on any number of occasions throughout the hour. 303-790-2222. MySpecialMortgage.com is the website. Larry, good to have you back in the studio after having last week off. Uh, perhaps some... Uh, Vacation time taken? Um, it's good to be back, Sandy. It's uh, good to see you again. No, actually, it was something totally different. I, I would like to say we're, we were on vacation, but it wasn't. I just had something I absolutely had to do. Couldn't change it. So thanks for uh, Nate and uh, Anthony coming yes. in. And I, I listened Both to the podcast. It was really good. Yeah, the, lots of good information for our listeners. And, and uh, you know, I think those guys are probably better off on the air than I am, but either way, this is my show, so I'm, I'm not going to give it up. Um, well, uh, the reference <laughs> you make is to Nate Reese, of course, your sales manager, and right. Anthony from Riverstone Law. Uh, both did a terrific job explaining about uh, FICO scores and how they get affected from just simple things. Oh my gosh, I, I couldn't, I didn't even believe it. I didn't know this, but when Anthony said, if you got a uh, like an open medical collection or something, it could lose 60 points on your FICO score. Or any number of things can lose a lot of points on your FICO score. So to me, it's really, really important for our listeners to, you know, you can go to the three bureaus once a year and they will give you a copy of your, of your report. So I, I think it's really important to stay up on that because FICO scores, that, that's the cost of money. And it's everything you do, borrow, uh, whatever it is, it's based on FICO scores. So it's really, really important to to keep on top of that. I'm amazed. Uh, I did kind of a double take at the time. We went back, kind of circled back to it uh, later on. Uh, Anthony talking about the idea that over 80% of people have misinformation on their credit reports. Can you believe that? 80%. Now, it could be, you know, spelling of last name. It could be one of a whole bunch of different things. But still, 80% is a very, very large number. And, and that could include uh, misinformation. It could include any number of things. So even more important for our listeners to stay on top of their credit report and make sure everything is right all the time. That's that's a, and, and, you know, he said something else. The I, I don't know how they've done it, but the three credit reporting agencies really don't report to anybody. There's no oversight. There's no anything. So they do what they do whenever they want it, when all the rest of us have some oversight involved. But, yeah, it's got to be, um, you know, I, this makes me think of one other thing, Sandy. Um there are such a thing called trigger leads. And what those are, I'm kind of deviating from the, the topic just, just for a moment, but the Equifax talked to me about a year ago and they said, hey, Larry, would you like to buy trigger leads? And I said, okay, what's that? Well, when somebody has their credit pulled for buying a house or buying whatever, then we could send you that and you could solicit them and see if they need a mortgage. And I thought, 
Oh, no, that sounds like invasion of privacy or something like that. So what they do is if you have your credit pulled, they whatever mortgage companies subscribe to Trigger Leads, they send them a profile of you. It could be your email address. It could be your, your phone number. It could be anything. And you will get bombarded from all these mortgage companies, which to me is totally unfair. That, that That's not the way it should be. So we passed on that. But but. I would caution our listeners, if you are looking to buy a home or you're looking for some kind of financing, give us a call because we all know about that. And there are things you can do to prevent that. And you really want to prevent it because you could get we had somebody in our office, one of our processors looking at a new home and she got 34 calls on her phone from somebody. Well, we can help you. No, no, I'm with a lender. I don't I don't need your help but please do call us and and we can help you um help you with that all right you said before the show you want to talk about uh, millennials actually talk to millennials more precisely and generation x people so uh tell me what you're thinking about oh this is really interesting sandy really interesting so i got this i I was digging around on the internet and um and i found some things that's and this comes from what's called sipp and this is a survey administrated um, administrated by the census bureau it provides a comprehensive um, information on dynamics of income and and uh employment and households and you know what they went on to say This is really interesting. Since 2021, this this survey, it says um, baby boomers are nearly nine times wealthier than millennials or Gen X people. And I thought, wow, that's a huge number, nine times. So then I started digging into it and I thought... Okay, what 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 does that mean? What what really is this about? So, the wealth um, inequities are are presented by um, it's it's an income of net worth or it's an income of of anything related to that household. So you could say. Okay, well, baby boomers are much older, so they should have a much more uh, percentage of wealth or or nine times as much. So I'm a baby boomer, so it stands to reason that I should have more of a net worth than people who are millennials because they haven't had a chance to do that or the Gen X. So then I think, okay, well... This is not bad news for the millennials and the Gen X people. This is actually good news because you're younger. You have all the time in the world, not all the time in the world, but you have a lot more time than people my age to build up your net worth. So I thought, okay, here's a good way to do it with real estate. How do you build a fortune in real estate? And I've got a whole number of things to tell you about and to tell our listeners that are millennial, even if you're baby boomers, the same thing would apply. So when I think, okay, uh, I want to be wealthier and I want to have a pension fund or I want to have a substantial net worth when I get to retirement age. So I have some ideas on how to do that, and I'd like to share it with our listeners. Absolutely. Okay. So um, 
because you're younger, let's let's say if you don't own a home yet, well, you need to own your own home. And even if you have a home, there's ways that you can get into real estate, right? And real estate is one of the best it's one of the best ways in in the country to accumulate a net worth, right? So the I, I Googled what what's considered a net worth. So it says in 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 the U.S. overall, it takes a net worth of two point two million to be considered wealthy. Okay, so if you get to two point two, I'm not sure if that's enough money to to take you to do the lifestyle you want to have forever. So the uh, the my thing is that you want to build as much as you can, not crazy, you know, out of control, but in a calculated way that so when you get to retirement age, you don't have to be living off Social Security. Maybe maybe that's one form, but you need to have other forms of accumulation of, of net worth that you can draw on. So I think real estate is one of the best ways to do it. And I, and, and, and I'd, I'd like to tell our listeners about that after the break. Absolutely. We'll uh, go ahead and do that with Larry Jager. And again, it's SCO Mortgage 303-790-2222, myspecialmortgage.com. We'll continue our conversation in a moment on Denver Sports Station 104.3 The Fan. And on this lucky Saturday morning, August 13th, we continue with the SCL Mortgage Show. Sandy Clef, Larry Jager, the president of SCL Mortgage. And uh, Larry, let's continue the conversation here. Okay. Uh, talking about uh, uh, people building, in effect, their own pension through real estate. And something that people should seriously consider right now. I, I, I really do, Sandy, because, you know, maybe your father, maybe my father and those days gone by, you worked for a large company and you got at the end of the 30 years, you probably right. had your house paid for. You had this nice pension fund, which you could live off and maybe Social Security and you could have a, yeah. you know, a decent, uh, a decent income while you were in your retirement age. But. I haven't. Maybe there's companies out there that have pension funds anymore. I've never, never heard of. I, I certainly don't have one. So I think you need to look at creating your own pension fund. And my idea is through real estate. So let's say that. Um, well, let's go back. If you own a home, we'll tell you about how you can create that um, that pension fund through real estate. And if you don't own one, then you you really need to get into this because, you know, history will repeat itself and, and, and it always has. Home prices will double in about 20 years. So can you imagine if you buy a three, four, five, six hundred thousand dollar home today in 20 years? That's worth a lot of money. It's worth a lot of money. And real estate is not something like it's it's kind of like the stock market where you put your money in and you just let it sit until you're ready to to draw on it. And and real estate is the same way. It's not a it's not a uh, get rich quick. It's not a buy something and turn around and sell it. It's a it's a hold until you've got that 20 years behind you. And as far as millennials and Gen X, they got a lot of years ahead of them. I mean, they're they're in their teens, maybe their 20s. I'm sorry, they're in their 20s or 30s. And so I think this is a really, really good opportunity for people to to get involved in that. So and, you know, we've 
I've seen um, some of our realtor friends like Michelle and, and Ian. They send me stuff every day that comes up on the market. And I see prices coming down a little bit yeah. these days. So that tells me that it's still it's you know, it's not so much a seller's market. Now it's maybe a buyer's market where you may be able to strike some good deals. And um, I, I think this is a really good time to do it. And, and interest rates are still really good. And um, really, really something you should you should think about. Uh, what do you think of people who don't really have an interest in rental properties because of, let's say, maintenance? Uh, you know what? That's a that's a valid point, because some people think, OK, well, I could have this rental property. And then what happens if the furnace goes out or the air conditioner goes out? So I would say when you buy something, you, you certainly want an appraisal and you want an inspection. So, you know, that the chances are of something going out, <clears throat> probably not going to happen. But. There's always you ha- you have to save because maybe there's a, a rainy day that comes along and, and you save for that. But I don't think that maintenance should be the deterrence from real estate. It it really shouldn't because the you know let's take even five or seven percent per year of of appreciation. If you buy a five hundred thousand dollar house, it's going to accumulate. Well, in the last five years. Six years, maybe we've seen a ton of appreciation. But even if it just appreciates 5%, that's $25,000. And then you take that 525000 times another 5%, and you're at, what, 570 or whatever it is. So the, the, the wealth that you can create with appreciation is, in my mind, well offsets the fact that you may have to replace a furnace once in a while or something else. So, But if you know... There are management companies out there. If that's really not your thing, you can hire a management company, whether it's one house or 15 houses, that they'll do all that stuff for you. You you have to write the check, obviously, but they'll take care of all of it. So that's a possibility as well. Larry, I know you have a story about a tenant that you had fairly long time ago. Uh, yeah, I do. You know, I've my wife and I have been in Colorado since uh, 1995. And prior to that, uh, we met in California. And I had a pretty significant amount of rental properties. And we had one, one tenant who never paid. He just refuses to pay. So I thought, well, this is not right. So I go over to the condo and I look inside and it's a disaster. I mean, there's pizza boxes everywhere and it it was not a pretty sight. So what I did, I, I was kind of upset. So when he left, I changed the, the property or I changed the locks on the, on the condo. And He went to small claims court, filed against me, and when we got there, the judge read me the riot act. You can't change that. You can't. And I said, well, the house is a mess, and and he's not paying rent. You can't do that. you got to follow the the procedures. And I said, oh, okay. So that got me a little discouraged, and um, I quit buying real estate at that point. But then I thought, you know what? This is one bad tenant out of a whole bunch of real estate I own. So... 
what I learned is to do a better job of screening tenants. And, you know, we can help our customers be by uh, uh, ordering credit reports or doing background checks on on, on uh, potential tenants. So we're, we're here to help. So uh, don't let that scare you because there's only, you know, it, one bad one bad tenant doesn't ruin everything for real estate. You have good investment property loans at SCL, correct? We do. We really do. We have our what we call our debt service coverage ratio. We have um, we have. Um, oh, gosh, we've got a whole bunch of different programs for investment properties. But, you know, I would say. Once again, if you don't own your home, then you need to own that home. And today you can get into a home with um, with an FHA loan or maybe if, uh, a VA loan if you have that eligibility. But with an FHA loan, you can have as little as three and a half percent down. So can you imagine imagine buying a $500,000 house with three and a half percent down? So I would say... Find that wrench uncle, find your parents, find whoever it is. They can help you out and you can get into one of you. You can get into your own home. So and this is not like risky business. I mean, you want to, you know, you want to call SEL. We're going to pre-qualify you, pre-approve you, see that you can afford it, see what you're comfortable at. But in my opinion, do everything you can to get into that home. And then all of a sudden we've got five, six, seven percent appreciation per year. And in two years, three years, four years, all of a sudden you got a large nest egg there. So then maybe you rent that home and you go buy another one. And all of a sudden you can have a serious portfolio of real estate. So I think we, you know, we have people or we have uh, loan programs for for investment properties. We have loan programs to help you get you into that first house. We have ways of helping you with your FICO if your FICO is not there. So we are here for you listeners to do everything we can to get you into that first house or get you into those rental properties and hopefully build a, a substantial net worth by the time you get to retirement. Even in, as we say, these uncertain times, there are fundamentally, and we covered this last week quite a bit, more options and more good news out there than people might think. There, there really are. You In real estate, you have options, and we have a lot of different loan programs. So, <clears throat> so maybe there's several that fit you and several that don't, but my point is that we have a lot of options to help you, and and maybe some things you don't know about. So you got to give us a call. Let us figure out what your goals are, how we can help you into one of these different loan programs. Maybe get your FICO scores up, and it's a really, really good. T- it's always a good time to invest in real estate because it's it's not going to let you down. You know, uh, we've said it before, Sandy, real estate has uh, taken a dive only two times in our country. Once during the Great Depression. Right. And once during 2008. Yeah. And every other time it's appreciated. So we just said, you know, over 20 years, that house is going to double. And my goodness, I, I don't care if you're 25 or 35 or even if you're 65, my wife and I are buying rental properties right now. And I'm not 25 anymore, but it's still, it's still a really good investment for a lot of different reasons. 
Well, we'll uh, continue to talk about this, I think, uh, a little bit more in in the weeks to come. And we covered a lot of ground last week. And uh, again, uh, these are uh, times of great uncertainty. But uh, just by placing a call to 303-790-2222, you can hear about options that might not have seemed available to you. You don't know what you don't know, right? And and the mortgage world is is kind of complex, kind of complex if you're not in it, but for us that have been in it forever, we know every loan program, we know exactly what to do and how to do it for your particular situation depending on your your level of enthusiasm or level of whatever your levels are. We we have loan programs and we have ways that can help you build that portfolio of real estate and we can show you how it could be a really really good thing. We have 303-790-2222 is the phone number for SCO Mortgage. MySpecialMortgage.com is the website. And when we come back, we will be going through customer emails, all emails received within the last week. So they're fresh. And we look forward to uh, hearing from you every week. And we'll get started with that next as the SCL Mortgage Show continues on Denver Sports Station, 104.3 The Fan. And as the SCL Mortgage Show continues, Sandy Clough with Larry Jager, the president of SCL Mortgage, uh, as we customarily do at this time during the program each week. We get to your customer emails. These emails are fresh from this week. And so, Larry, let's get started. Okay. Sounds good. Um, This is interesting. We got an email from Jody L. from Yelp. And she said, Jody is interested in working with you. Sent to SCL Mortgage in Lone Tree, Colorado. So this reminds me of uh, we had a a company-wide phone call earlier this, this, um, this week. Uh, all sales, all operations people. And we reminded our people that, you know, we we have this contest going on where we're looking for Google reviews or, or reviews from people. And people are always happy to do it. So we just have to ask them. But there's so many ways. We have Google reviews. We have Facebook reviews. We have Yelp reviews. We have the Better Business Bureau reviews. And those are all really good for us. And, and we appreciate our customers doing that. So um, Jody L. from Montana is interested in working with us. So we're happy to do that. Thanks for taking the time. Uh, Okay, this is from Benjamin, who said, I'm looking to get some money on an investment property, either a line of credit or something more permanent, like a 30-year fixed. Well, uh, Benjamin, we have loan programs for all the above. And And we just talked about what good loan programs we have for investment properties. And it, it came to my attention that um, there are a lot of people over the past year or two or three that that had a lot of equity in their primary residence and they pulled some out and maybe paid cash for that investment property. So if you have a need for some cash, maybe your investment property is the good way to is a, a good way to get it. So Benjamin, thanks for the email and I'm sure a loan officer has already talked to you. Okay, this came from Annabelle. Annabelle said, I'm looking to purchase a home by January. 
I'm self-employed and mostly photography, a photography studio uh, called Annabelle. And I opened it uh, several years ago in um, October. Uh, my business is going good, and I'm really looking for an option for self-employed people. And she goes on to say, I've heard you on the radio that something about a bank statement loan. So <laughs> actually, thanks, Annabelle. We, we, we've been doing these. We've been doing them, them since the inception of the company, and we, we do them pretty well. So we're going to talk to you about a bank statement loan to purchase your, uh, purchase your property. Okay. Um, this is from Skeeter. Skeeter said that uh, I'm a 100% service-connected female veteran looking to purchase a property for my family as soon as possible. Okay, so first of all, Skeeter, thank you for thank you for your service, and um, we we do a lot of loans for veterans, and and we fully understand that you've got a, a hundred percent service uh, connected. So, um, in that case, there's no funding fee with the with the uh, VA loan. In most cases, there is a funding fee that gets added to the loan, but if you are partially disabled or or a hundred percent disabled, then that's totally waived. So we would love to help you purchase a home for your family and as soon as possible. So thanks again, Skeeter, for your service and thanks again for uh, emailing us. Okay, we have, looks like another, this came in from the self-employment page, Sandy. Mariah said that I would like info on the loan process for a self-employed business owner. Well, the loan process, um, Mariah, is pretty much the same as other loan programs, except for the fact that we don't need your tax returns. We don't need pay stubs. We don't need W-2s, anything like that. We're going to qualify you off your business bank statements or your personal bank statements, wherever it is that you deposit most of the money. So I can tell you that we've been really, really successful qualifying people on their business bank statements. So hopefully we're going to get you into home as uh, as soon as possible. Okay, this is from Nick who said uh, I'm interested in talking to someone about loan options for an investment piece of property. My, the home I'm interested in is in Wheat Ridge, and he goes on to say about uh, he's putting this much down. He's got a great FICO score. So <clears throat> this sounds like something that we could easily do, Nick. Um, if you are, and and I can tell you, there's a lot of people, my, myself and my wife included, looking at investment properties right now because. Prices have come down a little bit, and I think it's a very good time to negotiate a deal. And there, you know what? There's, if you here, here's a tip for you. If you have a realtor, great. If you don't have one, let us refer you to one, and our realtor will get you on an email list where you will get a uh, every time a listing comes on the market, you're going to be able to see it, just like realtors do. So we can give you a heads up on that if you're looking for an investment property. So thanks again for the email, Nick. Okay, this is from Chad, uh, Sandy. I have recently moved from a W-2 to a 1099. I'm making substantially more money than my W-2 job. Um, Problem is I can't find anyone who can give me a loan without putting X amount down. 
So he's looking for help. And here's here's the deal, Chad. You have to be self-employed for one year. I don't know when you were. Oh, he says May. So, you know, we got a little ways to uh, to to do that. But it's a good time to look for properties, find the one. And uh, you do have to be self-employed for one year. So we'll tell you all about that when and I'm sure a loan officer officer has already called you. Okay, um, this is from Caleb, who said, I hear you on 104.3 The Fan all the time and figured it was worth a shot. <laughs> well, thank you, Caleb. Um, I'm, I'm glad you're a listener. I'm glad you hear us on the show um, every weekend. And, yeah, it's definitely worth a shot. We're, we're here to help you. We're whatever your needs are, if you want to buy, you want to refinance, whatever. And, and um, yes, it's definitely worth a shot. So, <laughs> so thanks for the email, and um, we're looking forward forward to, to helping you out and get you to the end zone. And again, if people have email questions, they go to the scomortgageshow.com. Correct. Correct. And then there's a, you can, uh, there's a, a name, address, uh, I'm sorry, name, email address, what your question is, yeah. and it comes right to us and we can read it on the air if you like. All right. Very good. 303-790-2222 is the number by which you can contact SCO Mortgage. MySpecialMortgage.com is the website. Our thanks go out to Jody. Benjamin, Annabelle, Skeeter, Mariah, Nick, Chad, and Caleb. And while we have a few minutes here, uh, Larry, talk about your website a little bit. We haven't discussed that in quite some time, and I know you're already uh, in the process this summer. You do this about every uh, season, every uh, quarter or so. You make some adjustments. You tweak some things on the website uh, and Again, give people an idea of what they can find when they go to myspecialmortgage.com. That's a very timely question because this week we had a sort of all-company meeting, and Kerry Kanab, who does our our website, was on there. And he said, look, I have now brought uh, onto the website a um, a bank statement, I'm I'm sorry, a uh, bridge loan component on the website because we've recently introduced these. And it spells out all the detail and also about investment property loans. And it talks about all the different states we're in so we can help people. So it's a a constantly improving situation. Um, You know, sometimes in our world, sometimes loans don't have, we don't do as many of them as other loans we do and different things change. So Gary does a really, really good job of updating that all the time. So if you go to myspecialmortgage.com, you're going to see a lot of links and a lot of things, uh, loan programs, our, our team of loan officers, uh, ask a question if you want to, all our Google reviews, which are, there's a lot of them out there or Facebook or whatever. And, um, and there's even some um, pictures of people we've helped uh, close their loan. And they said, yeah, it's perfectly fine to, to go on your website. So, And it's interesting when we check these, Sandy, that there's a lot of people that will spend time on this particular page or that page. And a lot of them is on the team and they want to know who they're dealing with. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's very interesting. And we encourage you to go there and ask a question if you want. And maybe you find a loan officer you'd like to connect with. 
with and help you out. So there's a lot of stuff there, and, and we really encourage you to go there. And there are still podcasts to be found Absolutely. from all the shows we have done. All the shows we've done on our website. You can you can certainly see them there. I happen to have the 104.3 The Fan loaded on my phone, and I go there just like I did this past week when I wasn't able to uh, on the show. So either one, you can find them. And, of course, we would um, either either one is fine. Um, they're all there. And there's a topic uh, of which we talk about during the week or during the, the Saturday show. If one topic interests you more than another, you can go listen. And um, if you're not able to hear the show live, then that podcast is there for you anytime. We will go back to our conversation about building wealth around real estate when the SCL Mortgage Show continues. Sandy Clough with Larry Jager on Denver Sports Station, 104.3 The Fan. And as we wrap things up for this Saturday morning, uh, the SCL Mortgage Show, Sandy Clough with Larry Jager, the president of SCL Mortgage, we want to remind you that uh, we broadcast every Saturday morning without exception between the hours of 7 and 8 every Saturday morning right here on Denver Sports Station. 104.3 The Fan. All right, let's go back to uh, uh, the notion of building wealth around real estate. You have a way to improve people's FICO scores, maybe help them qualify for mortgages, and maybe you can help them or show them how to actually create a pension around real estate. Absolutely, Sandy. And I I like to think I know a, a little bit about this because I've owned a lot of real estate in my life and, and I've been in the mortgage business for 34 years. So not just me, but all of our loan officers, we've spent a lot of time on this. So I think we have just about every tool you may need to be able to create a portfolio of real estate. Let's say your FICO score is not as great as you would like it to be. Well, there are ways that we can improve your FICO score, and maybe it's ways we can do it uh, just by do this, do that, pay this off. And and if not, then we have an industry partner called Riverstone Law who was on uh, with you, Sandy, last week, and they've got, I mean, they're experts at this. And they can, they can do all kinds of really interesting stuff. And maybe we can improve FICO scores in as little as 30 days, but maybe it takes six months. And th- that's okay, too, because you've got a better FICO score. And and FICO scores are what it's all about when you're borrowing money for real estate or, or just about anything. So if we can improve your FICO score and show you ways that you can buy your first house or show you ways that you can buy an investment piece of property and all these different loan programs for us, we can help you. I, I, I promise you, there's not too many people we can't help. And if we can't help you to day, maybe we help you in three months. Maybe we help you in six months. But to me, you know, if you, even if you're just interested or just starting out, we want to help you because this is a way where you can create wealth for yourself and a, and a, a substantial amount of wealth. And, and again, it's not a get-rich-quick scheme. It's over time. It's over 10 years. Maybe it's 20 years. But it's never too late to learn and never too late to uh, to invest. The reasons that people get into real estate uh, or maybe more properly, how do people make money in real estate? 
You know, uh, that's a really good question, Sandy. So there, there's about five ways to make money in real estate. One is the cash flow. So right now, rents are pretty expensive in Colorado sure. and in many parts of the country. So, and you want to do your math. Let's say you pay $500,000 for this house and your mortgage payment is going to be X amount, principal, interest, tax, insurance, and maybe an HOA. But because rents are really strong, there's very likely a positive cash flow on that property, right? So cash flow is one of them. The other one is uh, uh, equity capture. So like we talked about, um, equity capture is you pay this much for the house, and in three years, five years, ten years, it's worth this much more. So that's a really nice thing on your balance sheet. Not that it does you any good until you sell the property, but if you want to change financing on the property or, or it's appreciated, so you've got a lot of options to do things that you want to do with that property. We've done loans for people that are real estate investors, and they're constantly doing things like, I want to pull some equity out of this property, and I want to buy another property or any number of things. So that's equity capture. Another one, Sandy, which you will certainly know about is market appreciation. And over the past, gosh, five, six years, you know, all of us wish we would have bought 10 houses five, six years, 10 years ago, you'd have a substantial net worth. But market appreciation and real estate always appreciates, whether it's, you know, 3%, 5%, 7% per year, our own home, I, I can tell you this because in the seven years we've owned it, and if I do the math, we've gotten over 14% per year in appreciation. It's it's crazy. And, it, I mean, it ends up to be a lot of money. So market appreciation is a, is a really good way. And, of course, principal pay down, when you get a 30-year mortgage, you, you can always add a little bit more to it. Or as time goes on, you're going to pay more principal than you do on interest. So that's one, another way. And the other way, <clears throat> excuse me, Sandy, is a tax advantage. When you own investment properties or, or um, real estate properties that you rent, not only can you write off the interest rate, you can write off the property taxes, you can write off the uh, the homeowner's insurance. And, and if you put any money into the property, you can do that as well. And you get depreciation on that property. So there's a lot of ways to make money in real estate. You made mention of um, regardless of whether you're 25, 35, 65, right? never too late uh, to start. If you're just starting out, is there an advantage or disadvantage in that? Let's say you are 25. Um, I don't think there's a disadvantage, and, and I, I actually think there's an advantage. All right. Because let's say you're 25 and and or what, whatever your case, you've got a job, you make yep. good money, and you're paying rent, and you know that you're paying rent to your landlord, and he's paying that mortgage. Yep. So you don't want that. You, you want your own mortgage. So like I mentioned earlier, let's say you buy a $500,000 house, and you have to put 3.5% down. So that's like 17000 And there's going to be a, a few bucks in closing costs. But you know what? Talk about leverage. 
if yeah. you can borrow that money from your folks or your rich uncle or, or scrape together that money somewhere, you can talk about leverage. You can buy a $500,000 house with 3.5% down. That is a great, great way to get started. And then you live in that for a while, and then maybe you've got some equity, and then you say, okay, well, I want to buy another house. And you can do the same thing with an FHA loan or any number of loans we have. And that house now becomes a rental property. And you've got cash flow and you've got uh, tax incentives to do it. And even if you're young, there's still ways we can show you how to build a real estate portfolio. And when it comes time for retirement, you're all set. Lots of real estate properties. Do you have a favorite? Houses, commercial real estate, land, even industrial. You know, there there's a lot of real estate out there and a lot of a lot of different aspects of it. But for me, I've it's been single families. It's yeah. been condos. It's been townhouses. That's what I've invested in all the year, all the 34 years I've been been in um, in the mortgage business. So that's my favorite, because especially now when rents are so high and interest rates are still pretty good, you're more than likely going to have a positive cash flow on that property and positive cash flow is great and and I would say to people that you know there's kind of three rules in in real estate location 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 I happen to live in Castle Rock so I'm not so interested in Pueblo but I'm most interested in kind of my backyard right it's it's there I can visit it I can see it I can do whatever and you know if for those of you who didn't know that it's location location location. Those are the three things in real estate. Uh, Being a resident of Colorado, as opposed to living elsewhere, uh, you can still retire comfortably in real estate. Is that easier to do here as opposed to, let's say, some of the other states you're doing business in right now? Well, I think Colorado is one of the best states, one of the best states, because there's a lot of people moving here and it's a it's a very desirable place to live. I mean, we just take a look at the mountains. I mean, we've got everything here. So because of that, a lot of people are moving here. Drive down the uh, the interstate and you see all these different license plates from people have moved here. So that equates to not everybody moving here can buy a house that equates to rents being increase 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 so that's a that's a a really good way now i would say in a lot of the states we're in and we've chosen them specifically for higher appreciation and and different things like that but honestly if i if i were living in california or new york i i may have a different a, a different opinion on that because a lot of people are leaving there coming to Colorado or the the Washington Oregon's people are but I can say that in in Arizona and um, in Colorado and uh, Nebraska and in Mississippi and Idaho people are coming here in droves so I think it's a really good time to invest in real estate 
Very interesting and informative conversation about subjects that we don't normally address all that much on this program. In each of the last two weeks with respect to uh, real estate this week and uh, credit restoration last week, very useful information. And, Larry, as always, we appreciate it every Saturday morning. You know, Sandy, I think maybe I want to talk to you. Maybe we should tweak the program just a little bit in the in the next months because I think this is something of interest to people and something they can oh yeah, I I, I don't have a pension fund. I would like to have a real Absolutely. estate portfolio. So maybe we can talk more about that and, and educate our listeners in, in yet another way. Always uh Interesting (laughs) over the last five plus years to talk about uh, all the different ways that even in difficult economic times, uh, we can uh, uh, find uh, a way to prosper uh, several ways. And uh, we appreciate your contribution today, Larry. As always, it's good to see you once again. Good to see you, uh, Sandy. Back from hiatus. And we will be right back here next week with Larry and more as the SCL Mortgage Show rolls on. Thanks for listening on Denver Sports Station, 104.3 The Fan. Thanks for listening to the SEL Mortgage Show with Sandy Clough and mortgage expert Larry Jager. If you missed a portion of the show or want to listen to the program again, listen to podcasts at the SCLMortgageShow.com. Questions or assistance with a loan? Call their main office in Denver at 303-790-2222 or online at MySpecialMortgage.com, NMLS, 120-0716.